right, Leadheads, welcome back to Talking Lead, episode 121. Going to have a super great week this week. Uh, I've got a lot planned out. I'll go over that in just a second. But I want to thank Mark for joining us last week with Tennessee Bounty Hunters, Fugitive Recovery Services. Uh, Very interesting uh, show and topic. And I'm looking forward to going on some more uh, missions with them and uh, seeing what they do in a little more detail. But uh, that was a real good show, and appreciate all the feedback from from you leadheads. Uh, you guys seem to enjoy that. And I think you're really going to enjoy uh, today's show as well. This week, uh, I've got the IV-88 Range Day coming up down in Georgia. That's going to be a hoot. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest, Mr. Wes Doss with Kyber Interactive Associates. And uh, Wes, we're going to uh, get into more about you and Kyber Interactive Associates here a little bit in the show. But like I said, I want to go ahead and introduce you. That way, if you've got uh, some things that you want to comment on during during this opening, we want you to do that. And we want people to know who you are while you're talking. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I've got the IV-88 range day coming up, and uh, by the time you guys hear this, I will have already been back. Just know that next week's show is probably going to be all about the, the range day and all the crazy, weird, wild stuff that we're going to do there. And you've probably seen some of my social media posts. I just got in my first AK-47 from Kalashnikov, USA. Uh, so thank Andrew and the guys over there at Kalashnikov for my first AK. Uh, really looking forward to putting that thing through some some torture tests that uh, we kind of alluded to in some previous shows with the guys at VSO Gun Channel. Uh, so that's going to be be a good time once we get that out and get that set up. I've also finished my AR pistol build, and I've posted some pictures of that online too. And I want to give a big thanks to Tom, Leadhead Tom, for letting me use his shop and his tools uh, for getting that thing tuned up. And I'm actually going to go out there today and put some rounds through it just to test it out, make sure it don't blow up. Uh, that way I'm not too embarrassed at range day when I take it out to the uh, <laughs> to Georgia. And uh, the guys over at On Target, uh, there was just a few little parts that I had misplaced. I know I ordered them, but uh, I misplaced my trigger pin and my hammer pin. And those guys were kind enough to donate those to the project. So the guys over at On Target in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, big thanks to you guys. Got some more stuff in from the guys over at USC SOG. Are you familiar with, with that outfit, Wes? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. So do you know Senior Team Leader Garcia? We met at, uh, I want to say, either ICP or SHOT Show, one of the okay. one of our yeah, just super, super great guy. Really energetic, and man, he's just he's high speed all the time. But they had sent me a little care package. Uh, I got a, a Coast flashlight that they sent me. Um, what is the model of this thing? I don't know. It's a dual power, always ready. It's got like three different uh, power packs that come with it. Two hundred and something lumens. I don't know. It's it's a really cool. Uh, flashlight. It's got uh, the bright, the dim, and then of course the, uh, what do you call that when it does the blinking? A strobe. Strobe. There you go. 
You're going to find out, Wes, that I'm always reaching for words. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Not so a problem. It, it's up to my guests to, uh, uh, to help me with that and push me along. But they sent me that. They also sent me a Coast knife, a Spec Ops. It's called the Spec Ops. It's a two-position uh, clip, uh, flip-out knife. Really cool thing. So I'll be posting some pictures of that, too, here coming up. Uh, and then, of course, the thing that I really wanted was the uh, USC SOG. A team t-shirt so i'm an official member of the usc sog now not really but senior team leader garcia thank you so much for sending that stuff i really appreciate it and guys make sure you go out and check out their facebook page they're trying to get up to ten thousand likes on their page and at certain milestones on their way there they're giving away some really cool prizes so make sure you go and you like their page and let's uh show them our leadhead support and get them on up there so, Wes, what did you do uh, that was related with firearms or something fun you did this week? Well, this week, this week's been playing catch up. Uh, we've been on uh, three plus weeks straight. So uh, I've done my best this week to stay away from everything, just to get caught up on paperwork. So you're out in, you were telling me you're in Arizona, right? Yeah, we sit uh, geographically right on the Colorado River uh, between Arizona, California, and Nevada. Okay. And that's where your that's where your uh, company's located, Kyber. Correct. Kyber's based here in, in Arizona. Okay, very cool. Did you do anything uh, with guns or gear as you're getting caught up or getting prepared for your tour, which we're going to talk about? Yeah, you know the only thing I did this week, as far as gears and gearing guns, is just uh, clean them and put them back in the cases and give them to the FedEx driver to get them out the door to the to the next tour stop. Okay. All right. I know you guys are traveling all over the United States with this. Uh, it's the Light, Sight, and Lasers Tour, right? That's it. Light, Sights, Lasers, U.S. Tour. This is our third year. Okay. Tell us tell us a bit about what that is. Well, the whole thing started, uh, it's kind of a strange story. It started back in 2012 at SHOT Show. Uh, it was a conversation between us and uh, one of the companies that we, we work with called Excess Sights, based out of Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, we came up with this idea for this mutually for this program. And it was originally going to just simply be a class. And uh, then it kind of evolved into this cost-free uh, law enforcement military training tour that was marketed, you know, out there to the masses, kind of, uh, kind of like a concert tour. We'll go ahead and get into this. Tell, tell everybody about who Wes Doss is and who Kyber Interactive Associates are. Well, Wes Doss is just a guy. Uh, <laughs> He's just a guy. He's just a guy. Just a but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Got a dual career, retired Army, uh, retired law enforcement. Uh, that, some of that was concurrent because it was, obviously, I, I left active, went into the reserves. I was a cop while I was in the Army Reserve. Uh, spent the last four years of reserve on active duty, off for obvious reasons. Uh, have owned and operated uh, my own company since 92. I've had stints where I've, I've worked for some of our, our, our major manufacturers. I, I got recruited from the sheriff's office here in Arizona by uh, Sig Sauer, and I was uh, the law enforcement military trainer at the academy for a while. Um, you know, and I've just, you know, been involved in this industry literally for, I don't know, about 20 plus years. And uh, what we do is we, we have a training and consulting firm that uh, does our best to uh, make people perform better under, under really bad situations. And when you say people, are you are you strictly law enforcement military or do you do civilian training as well? We do some civilian training more and more uh, as time goes on. But for years, our, our focus was on the on the on the government training side. 
and and we're we're moving because we do a lot of commercial work with our manufacturers. We're, we've been moving into the civilian market uh, progressively over the last couple of years. Okay, we have a lot of uh, the majority of I'd say our listeners are law enforcement military. So uh, I'm sure they'd be interested in your your services that you guys have. So what what kind of services do you offer to? Well, we do everything. Our, our big forte is instructor development. The idea is to take existing instructors and make better instructors out of them. Uh, that's gotcha. training, yeah. increase the efficiency. Um, but as far as training, we do everything in the high liability realm. We do driving. We do uh, emergency medicine. We do tactics. We do firearms. Uh, we pretty much do it all. And talk a little bit about as far as these classes. Give us give us a just an example of maybe one of your driving classes. Well, it all depends, you know, because we 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 work remotely, and it's really based on whatever the facilities are that an agency has at their disposal. Um, so they'll they'll call you, and they've got something specific that they they want to get either honed or trained on. Correct. We've got, we've got our own catalog classes, and then we have the capability of creating programs that, that meet whatever their needs are for, for what they're needing the, the training in. Um, our, our Pursuit or EVOC instructor program uh, is a, it's a pretty detailed program that takes you from, you know, square one all the way into high-speed pursuit driving. It, but again, it really all depends on the resources that are available. Um, we've worked with a track facility out of Phoenix in the past. Um, I have taught this several times to uh, down in the islands to the, the USVI police. We've set up their EVOC instructor program down there. Um, so it's, it just really all depends on, on the resources that are available. Okay, I got you. That makes, makes complete sense. So you've been uh, doing a lot of training in the Virgin Islands, huh? Well, we have. We've been on contract. They're, they're under a, a, a consent degree. They're They've got a mess down there, and uh, you know, people, tourists don't realize it. And every time I, I I get up in front of a group and I say, "Hey, you know, this is one of the places that we teach," like, "Wow, it must be really great teaching the Virgin Islands." Because I don't know, I think going to Iraq and Afghanistan kind of prepped me to spend time in the Virgin Islands because it's not nearly as glamorous as you think it would be. They've got a, a major problem. They uh, they they've got corruption issues, and they've got uh, you know training problems. They've got a crime rate that is just astronomical, and uh, they're trying to get a handle on it. And I think yeah. they're they're down to like another year on that consent decree. And if they don't meet standards, I, I would expect to see Uncle Samson and, you know, contractors down there to play police officer. Okay. Well, that's something that we don't hear much about or, you know, what's going on down in the Virgin Islands. So I wasn't aware that they, you know, had that much crime and corruption down there. Yeah, well, both both the Virgin Islands and and Puerto Rico are under consent decrees. They're you know it's a voluntary consent decree, but right. they they realize they've got some issues. And uh, I I just think the news just doesn't get out of there. No, it really doesn't because I mean we we don't hear a lot about it. That's interesting. Now, do they have a lot of kidnappings and stuff, ransoms that go on down there? With the tourists? biggest problem. Yeah, no, the, the, usually thefts. I mean, you've got uh, when the in St. Thomas where you've got the uh, uh, the cruise ports. There's two cruise ports at St. Thomas, and you know those are open targets for for thugs and for for petty criminals. But yeah. one of their biggest issues is uh, because they are into the Caribbean is is still drug running. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I, I would imagine that's probably their biggest issue they've got to deal with. I was just curious. I mean, being down there in the islands, and you hear about all these. ISIS and people like that kidnapping U.S. citizens and other citizens and hold them for ransom to to fund their terrorism. I didn't know if 
you know, that's something that the government's keeping under wraps from us that we don't hear a lot about. No, I haven't, I haven't heard or experienced any of that down there. The, uh, well, that's I mean, we've had, we've had more kidnappings cartel related in the, in Arizona than I think they've had in, in the, <laughs> the islands. In Arizona. <laughs> Arizona's got their own set of problems, don't they? Yeah, we do. The heat being one of them. You said it's still 115 degrees there, huh? Oh, yeah, we had a reprieve for a couple of weeks. And unfortunately, I wasn't here during the reprieve. I was on the road, but uh, everybody was telling me it was the nicest weather we've had all year. And by the time I get back, it starts going into triple digits again. Oh my gosh! I mean, we're we're experiencing like 65 degrees here in rain. <laughs> I'm in Tennessee. Well, I'll be in Tallahassee, Florida, in a couple of days, so I'll I'll, oh, I'll get some be. rain. All right, so we'll get into a little bit more uh, with Wes. Uh, of course, we're going to get into the questions that we ask all our new guests. But first, we want to do our Jack Wagon of the Week. So introduce it to us, Gunny. Hey, Ralph, Semperfy, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week. So brace yourself, baby. All right, Wes, hmm. you, were, you were supposed to prepare a Jack Wagon for us this week. Did you, did you do your duty? No, I, I, I dropped the ball on it. You dropped the ball. Well, that's okay, because I happen to have one. All right. Uh, so I went to the Tennessee Titans home opener this weekend uh, against the the Colts. And no, I'm not throwing the Colts uh, on the jack wagon train or the Titans, even though the Titans should be after that horrible performance. Uh, but all right, so here this is a group of people, and, and it's just kind of a blanket. Uh, people that are disrespectful during the national anthem. Ah. Uh. That is a huge pet peeve of mine. And I, you know, I guess when you're in a big social event like that, and of course all the tailgating and stuff that goes on, you're going to have the rowdies. But I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, this is something you've been doing all your life. You know, you've known about all your life is the national anthem is, you know, you're supposed to take your hat off. You're supposed to put your hand over your heart or salute. Uh, or for God's sake, just be quiet. You know, sit there and be quiet during the national anthem. Oh, no, that's, that's one of my hugest pet peeves. Uh, you know, long-term military, you know, used to go to the post theater to go to the, go to go see a movie. And the first thing that started was the national anthem before the movies would play. Oh my uh, God. And you don't see that anywhere anymore. No, my kids, when we, when we got out of active duty, uh, our oldest, I remember taking her to see some Disney movie and, uh, you know, when it hit the, the previews, she stood up in her seat and was ready to stand at attention because it's what she was used to doing, and she thought it was the strangest thing that, that the national anthem hadn't played. Now, you know, they, it's kind of a decline. You know, they—I mean—they drop civics out of school. That you know, kids don't understand any of that. They—they're—they're they're kind of uh, encouraged to kind of be a little rebellious, disrespectful, and and I, I think that's yeah. a—I a, think that's a huge black eye. It, it absolutely is, and you know, it, we're seeing, you know, as as they do more and more of this, we're seeing the the backlash of it. Like you said, with all the disrespect and and whatnot that we're experiencing in our country right now. But, yeah, so people that are disrespectful during the national anthem, welcome to the jack wagon train, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, guys, let's get into our, our new guest questions. Uh, and Wes is completely unprepared for this, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching I'm catching him off guard with it. So we should get some good answers. Pretty standard on the first one is how did you originally get involved with firearms? What's your first earliest um recollection of that remembrance? 
Wow. Uh, you know, I just, just, a uh, just a fascination with them as a kid, you know, and, and I grew up in California. So, I mean, but uh, mm. before you beat, before you beat me up for that, it used to be a different state. And, uh, it was the wild, wild west at one point. And, uh, I think that was the natural transition into the military and then into law enforcement. It's just, it's just been part of my, part of my life. And yeah. it, it's just something I, 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 I don't have any desire to shake, but I don't think I could shake it. Yeah. Well, what, uh, if you don't mind us asking about what era did you grow up in California? What era or area? Uh, the time frame. Oh, era. time frame. I was, yeah. era. I, I was born in 1964 and I didn't leave there until 1982. So, okay. Well, you're the same age as my oldest brother. Um, so, so tell us about, uh, pre California. (laughs) (laughs) California was a great place. Uh, I mean, hunting, fishing, outdoor activities. Uh, you know, we lived in a neighborhood, uh, there were, uh, I want to say there were two deputy sheriffs and three highway patrolmen that lived there. They used to drive these big dodges. You could hear the cars coming a mile away, big Mopar motors. Uh, it was, it was just different, just a different era. And, uh, you know, uh, slowly it just kind of, kind of changed and, uh, they haven't looked back and, uh, that's why I'm, I'm glad I'm on this side of the river now. Yeah, that's true. So you, you alluded to the fact that you've got, uh, the military background, law enforcement background. Uh, are there any, uh, any cool stories that you got that you can tell us, uh, during your military days? Wow. Ones that won't embarrass myself or somebody yeah. else. Oh no, we won't, we won't embarrass <laughs> yeah. embarrassing stories, man. Oh uh, no, you know the best one, and I, I use it a lot in classes. Was uh, the last four years of active duty? I finished out my my bachelor's degree, and I went into the Army CID program, which is the kind of the Army's version of the FBI. And uh, a lot of guys that are prior service will look at that and they'll, they'll get quiet because you know most people that deal with a CID agent, it's usually because they're in trouble for something. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never worked the case. I, I came back from training. I was back in my region. Uh, I just got my creds issued to me and um, literally came down on orders. There were 10 of us that were reassigned uh, to the Protective Services Battalion out of Fort Belvoir uh, prior to the first Gulf War. And I went back and, and went through the original Protective Service Program that uh, Diplomatic Security had, had established. And uh, that's what I did for four years. I was a PSD agent. And uh, in theater, uh, we had a, a multi-agency detail that we did where Margaret Thatcher was in, in country. And it, it was escort Margaret Thatcher and, uh, and Colin Powell. And uh, Wow, what a crew. Absolutely. And uh, uh, during one of the, the periods when they were, had a little Kodak moment when the two of them were supposed to uh, shake hands on the airfield, they fired up the turbines on, on the Chinook helicopters, and the prime minister's skirt blew over the top of her head. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, you could hear people telling you through your earpiece, don't look, you know, look away and finish the route. We came back and they, they, they marshaled us all into a hangar on the airfield. And uh, the prime minister comes in to pretty typical shake hands and, and give everybody kind of a little, little swag. You know, back then it was like Zippo lighters. This is, you know, pre coins. And right. uh, she just wants to thank everybody. And then she gets real silent and, and she says, I need to ask the Americans a real serious question. And uh, I need to know who here saw my bloomers. <laughs> And uh, no, nobody knew what to say. And uh, this woman, who was basically the equivalent of Ronald Reagan, um, said, that's okay. You're welcome. I've given you all a story you can tell your grandchildren about. It's not very often that anybody gets to see the prime minister in her underwear. And I thought, I still laugh about that because. As if it was anything you ever wanted to see, though. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, can you imagine our 
something like that happening with our administration today and, and them taking it so lightheartedly? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would be all over social media. Yeah, it would be oh. instant. Oh, we'd all been fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why everybody's like, uh, is she going to kill us? <laughs> is that one of yeah. those things? You see it, now you got to die. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's one of those things that is like you you, you never want to see. You know, he's like, oh my god, I wish I'd never seen that. I'll never be able to not see that again. Yeah, what's been seen can't be unseen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's cool. Well, good story, man. I like that. Uh, I got another question. This is kind of uh, off the the cuff, but um, you being uh, you know with all your experience in the military and law enforcement and the the training that you do. What's your favorite piece of kit, you know, that you always want to have on your person that, you know, you feel is probably the most important piece of, of kit you can have? Well, you know, I go, I go a lot of different places where carrying's easy, carrying's not so easy. Um, I don't go anywhere without a knife. And uh, my, it's probably my, my, my pocket knife. That's, that's just the, the go-to tool that I have with me always. There you go. And what kind of knife do you carry? I've got a, uh, a, a Magnum Pro Hunter. From Blaytech. Okay, yeah, those are nice, nice knives. Definitely, nice, comfortable knife. Good blade design. Good to use for everything else. You know, you cut more boxes and envelopes open with it than anything else. But it's it's a good knife. It's useful. It's a multi tool, right? Pretty much. I mean, uh, you can clean your fingernails with it. You can open boxes. (laughs) I don't. I don't loan it to anybody to pry anything open. But uh, Yeah. yeah, it's a good. It's a good knife, and I don't go anywhere without it. Cool. Now, do you know anything about this Coast Spec Ops knife? You heard? I don't. Okay. Um, Coast is a you know it's a it's an older company that's been around and they 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 produce a lot of different products and and I know they've been kind of having a comeback with some of the the lights and whatnot here in the last year or two. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to pop culture, what is your go to? Whether it be a movie, a TV show, uh, a song, a magazine, a book that's Gun related, somewhat gun related. Doesn't have to be. You know, I'm 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 rereading it now for the probably the seventh or eighth time, um, and and I'm dating myself, uh, but I'm a big. Joseph <laughs> oh, you've already Wambaugh. told us when you were born. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Joseph Wambaugh fan, and I'm I'm rereading the Choir Boys. That's always my go-to book, and uh, it's gun related, it's cop related, it's funny, uh, and it's it's just always been the go-to novel. Okay, so what's that about? I'm not familiar with that one. It's kind of the the trials and tribulations of a squad of LAPD officers. It's got some some. It's kind of like it's when you read the Choir Boys. It's kind of like uh, watching Reno Nine One One. If you uh, <laughs> oh if, if you sit there and look at it and you don't get it, then quite likely you're one of the characters on the screen. And, <laughs> and when you read the Choir Boys, every one of the characters in there are somebody you work with. And it's just it's just so easy to relate to. It's just very a, a relatable. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now they, have they made a movie out of that? Oh yeah, that, that that's that an old movie. I, I don't remember who was in the 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 movie. Uh, the the movie that preceded that and the book that preceded it was the New Centurions, and that was George C. Scott. And uh, I I'll pull that out and reread it every so often too. Very cool. I'll have to write that down. I'll check that book out. The Choir Boys. Choir Boys by Joseph Wambach. Very cool. What's your uh, what's your go to movie? Well, because uh, it's my era. Uh, Probably, uh, I, and I, I overwatch it. Uh, first would be any one of the Dirty Harry series, and yeah. then second would be uh, Black Hawk Down. 
Black Hawk Down, yeah, that's a great movie. Are you into uh, any, do you watch TV much? Any TV series that, that you're into? No, you know, we're, we're like everybody else, you know, uh, <clears throat> one of the providers keeps flip-flopping on things, so we keep moving stuff around, so I don't get too attached to any of the TV shows. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife and I used to sit here and just, uh, we used to really enjoy the Travel Channel until they pulled it off our programming, but outside of that, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Is there, or has there ever been a firearm or maybe a piece of kit that you're ashamed to admit to have owned or own? (laughs) (laughs) No, I've, I've been pretty good about avoiding the, you know, uh, uh, any potential POSs and uh, I've stayed as far away from things that, that I just wasn't attracted to or, or didn't have any interest in. Right. Right. Well, I mean, everybody's got to, you know, kind of live and learn. You ever have one of those, you know, just like, well, ah, you know, I shouldn't, you know, have, shouldn't have got this. Wish I don't, I I don't remember. This. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what the model number was, uh, because they, they're, uh, you know, they floated in and out of making things their entire existence. But when I was a kid, um, big five sporting goods put, um, a Smith and Wesson pump shotgun on sale. And I bought it just before dub season and uh, got, you know, one Winchester double A out of it and the firing pin snapped in half and oh, uh, wow. got it replaced, went back out the next weekend and the exact same thing happened again. Snapped so, again, huh? Snapped again. So as far as I was concerned, that was the last Smith shotgun I was ever going to buy. Yeah. Well, they're not known for their shotguns. No. I, mean, I was a high school kid, and it was probably a buck and a half for the gun, so that's what attracted me to it. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. You could walk into a damn gas station and buy a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what is on your bucket list? What is what is your next gotta have, wanna have? Um, and, it, you know, this is talking lead, so, you know, r- laws be damned. You know, rules be damned. If you could have it, what would you have right now? Huh. If I could have it, yeah. Uh, I, I say this a lot in class because you know you, you got a lot of guys in classes that are very wedded to brands and products and you know manufacturers. And uh, I don't know. You know, you get to a stage where you know a gun is a gun. You know, uh, a caliber is a caliber. A piece of kit's a piece of kit. It's really what you do with it. Um, the one thing on my bucket list is, uh, I'm working on a, completing a collection of Colt Python pistols and um, I'd like to keep oh, adding wow. to that. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. So how many do you have? Can we four. ask? You got four. Okay. Four. Nice. Hey, so I just got an, oh crap, dude. I just got a news uh, bulletin from MSN news. It says 15 dead, 20 wounded in shooting at Oregon College. Hmm. Holy crap. At least 15 people were killed and another 20 wounded at a shooting. And today is Thursday, uh, October the 1st. Um, Rosenberg, Oregon media. Uh, it's Thursday at a community college in Rosenberg, Oregon media reported the Portland, Oregon newspaper and CNN reported that a suspect had been taken into custody, citing Douglas County officials. That suspect was not identified. CNN reported that one of the wounded was a female who had been shot in the chest. There was no immediate information on the condition. Uh, the other wounded vi- vi- uh, victims 
A spokeswoman for the Douglas County Sheriff's Department confirmed to Reuters that there was a shooting at the Umpqua Community Umpqua. College. Okay, yeah. Umpqua Community College campus in uh, Roseburg. The spokeswoman had no further details. Active shooter scene is code for multiple casualties. All PTs uh, transported. The Douglas County Fire Department said in a tweet. Holy crap, man! Wow, what is wrong with people? I mean, I just I'm speechless, man. Fifteen dead, twenty wounded, and this is just a, you know, MSN news trying to be first to the report. So it's it, it's probably going to go up from there. Up or down? Yeah, it could be adjusted from there. So I mean, this is just hot off the press right here, guys. I sorry to interrupt our interview with Wes, but uh, and of course everybody's not going to hear this until <laughs> Sunday anyway. So there's going to be more details that come out about it, and uh, we'll update on the next show. But uh, breaking news, you heard it first here if you were listening live on Talking Lit. <laughs> man, that's ridiculous. I, you don't know how much that burns me up, man. Mm-mm-mm. Another, another, and, and you're going to see this too. Obama's going to be jumping his people out on this. They're going to take every bit of advantage of this as they can. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're, it'll be the fist shaking in the air and all the, the threats and everything else. Yeah. And blaming the guns, blaming the guns, blaming the guns. Good Lord. All right. Let's see. I think that was all the questions. Uh, the bucket list. Oh, all right. So let's, uh, let's finish up with our questions with Wes. And this is a new one that I've added to, to the list. Wes, if you could spend the day at the range with anyone or any group, um, be it fictional, still alive, dead, who would it be? If I could spend the day at the range, I'd like to go to the range with Bill Jordan, who's, who's no longer with us, legendary U.S. Border Patrol agent. Okay. And uh, my next one would be my wife, who loves to go to the range. Well, look at that. You just got some brownie points, man. There you go. There you uh, go. Got to get it where you can get it. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Bill Jordan. I'm not familiar with Bill Jordan. Oh, no second place winner, uh, Bill Jordan, just uh, one of the one of the legends that uh, did uh, the early early days of the U.S. Border Patrol. Just uh, a gunfighter. Okay. You know, I, I that's one thing you know that that's kind of interesting. I never met Mr. Jordan, but uh, uh, people always ask about you know being in this industry and and whether you're doing the manufacturer's work or you're you're training or doing whatever it is you do. And the more notoriety and more well known you become, you know, what's what's the biggest thrill? And my biggest thrill has been the people I've met. Um, you know, I, I, I had a good opportunity. I got real close to Jim Cirillo. Jim Cirillo was you know, a good family friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've met a lot of really notable folks, um, and I'm friends with a lot of notable folks and, and that's the biggest thrill for me. And, uh, just some of these classic historical, historical figures. Well, cool. Does he have any kind of, uh, notoriety or, you know, famous story that's associated with him? No, you know, just tons of different things, but it's just, just kind of the era. You know, uh, if you go yeah. back, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I think he was still around. A lot of writings, you know, the only gun magazine that was out was Guns and Ammo, the early one. And there was always something in there between Elmer Keith, uh, Bill Jordan, you know, that crowd. Okay. And 
I just think that would be just just a blast. You know, we uh, that name we, sounds very familiar. That's when you said that. I was trying to make yeah. the So he's he's written some old articles and stuff, huh? Yeah, they got a book called No Second Place Winner. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. And that's by Bill Jordan. Bill Jordan. Okay, I bet he was a type that wore the cowboy hat. He. he yeah, well, wasn't that, not the cowboy hat, but that. Uh, God, I can't remember what they call it. Our agency had them too. That kind of, oh, that that trooper hat, you know, where it's mm-hmm. not not a campaign hat, but the more of a Stetson kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, cool. that was back in the day. They were running wheel guns and everything else. So it was a whole. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, that's, that was really good uh, info on those questions, man. A uh, lot of a lot of new answers on those. So that was that was very good. So let's let's get back to Kyber Interactive Associates. Tell us a little bit more about Kyber and uh, you know where you guys are going to be. Well, you know the, we're 2015's winding down, uh, but we're still we're still finishing up the this, this biggest project. We've got the Light Sides Lasers Tour. We're going to be in in uh, working in in Tallahassee, actually Havana, Florida, this next weekend, and uh, from there we're off to Alexandria, Louisiana. Uh, but we're, we're booking our schedule for next year. Uh, we've got a, a diminished light instructor class. That's, that's pretty popular. And, uh, we've got a couple of carbine programs that we push that are pretty popular okay. and, uh, hopefully we'll be all over the country with those. We're, you know, we're always looking for hosts. So, uh, that's the key thing is people always call up. I get emails, you know, why don't you come here? Why don't you think about teaching here? It's like, well, why don't you find me a host? If you, if you know somebody who wants to host, it's, that's the easiest way to bring a class. You know, you get a range or yeah. an organization or an agency, and uh, get them to come on board as a as a local host, and we're we're thumbs up, we're ready to go. Talk a little bit uh, about what the light sight and lasers class in, entails. Well, you know, it started out pretty much focused around lights, sights, and lasers. It, it was the three high liability topics because, frankly, they, they're really misunderstood, and, and their applications are. And uh, what it what it's turned into is uh, because we train all over the country. Is it's turned into this 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 tactical weapons training program that morphs every year based off of what we learn from all these agencies on the road every year. So we're 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 finding out that there's departments that do one thing, there's departments that do something else. There's there's a different training paradigm here. There's a lack of training over there, and what it's become is we become a conduit to share that information and provide that that insight from location to location. So it's 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 turned into a real redeeming event for us. Cool. So you you mentioned uh, carbine classes. Uh, is that something that you do with civilians also, or is that strictly military and law enforcement? No, we we've got that class open. It really depends on the host and and where it's at. But that's a class from a curriculum standpoint that's open to law enforcement, military, and civilians. Okay. What uh, what's the outline for that course? Well, essentially, I mean, we've got a, we've got a couple of different programs, but the one that has become the most popular is the one we call close quarters carbine, and that's really, you know, compromising the space and kind of kind of forcing the individual to run that that rifle a lot more like they run their handgun and think about it in those those terms. And uh, it's it's a challenging class. Uh, it's all close quarters. It's all very very close proximity, but it's fast. It's very fast, very furious. When's the next one of those that you have scheduled? Not till next year, you said. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm thinking we, we've got two or three hosts that are still on the fence in terms of what dates they're trying to set them up. Uh, I want to say that we're looking at one in somewhere in the Midwest, and I think we're looking at one somewhere up in the uh, the New England area. Do you uh, do you do mixed classes with law enforcement and civilians? Do you ever do those? 
I, I do regionally. Um, again, sometimes that's a difficult bridge to, uh, to, to build because there's some agencies just don't just, just, you can't have civilians on their ranges for their, you know, their, their liability, their insurance carrier. Right. Right. That's understandable. So how do people get in touch with Kyber Interactive Associates if they want to you know, schedule you or host you? Well, the, the two ways, uh, you know, you can find us on Facebook under Kyber Training uh, or go to our, our website, which is www.kybertraining.com. And uh, Kyber is K-H-Y-B-E-R, just like the mountain pass in Afghanistan. Okay. Is that what you named it after? Yeah, it's a little, and I always say this very facetiously, a little spot of paradise that separates Afghanistan and Pakistan. Yeah. Well, very good. And you guys are on Facebook. You're, are you on Instagram also? Yep. Uh, Kyber's got an Instagram page that has exploded over the last couple of months. Uh, we've got, uh, Kyber's got a Twitter account. Uh, and then we've got uh, the, uh, the Facebook pages uh, for Kyber, for light sights, lasers. Um, it, it's, there's, we're easy to find. Or you can just go to my Facebook page and it links all, all off of all that. Okay. And that's K-H-Y-B-E-R. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. And, and Leadheads, I know you think that I forgot to do it this week, but uh, I did. <laughs> so uh, We got so involved in talking about Wes and uh, Kyber, I forgot to do our fact to fight the myth. SBI is proud to present the Talking Lead Fact to Fight the Myth. The myth. Uh, and Wes has uh, a good fact to fight the myth for us. So, Wes, tell us about that. You know, when I was a kid, uh, everything was written about the 9mm versus the 45. And, you know, we've had all kinds of calibers come about in the last couple of years, the last couple of decades. And uh, science has caught up with the notion of what we're trying to get handgun rounds to do. And now we're back with everybody advocating 9 over every other caliber. You know, the, the reality is, Hey man, they're all handgun calibers. They all do damn near the same thing. You know, just because somebody says, Hey, you should carry a nine doesn't mean you should go out and sell your 45 to go buy a nine millimeter. Keep it in perspective. Yeah. And and that's what we preach on this show is that everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's not the same. So what you need to do is you need to go out to the range, uh, go to your local range. And most of them have guns that you can rent now. And shoot a 45 and shoot a nine and shoot a 40 and shoot a 380. And, you know, for, for your specific purpose on what you're going to use it for, you know, that, that comes into play also, you know, whether it's going to be, you know, if, whether you're law enforcement or military, or if it's for home defense, self-protection, you know, whatever it may be, um, you know, just get out and go shoot the different guns, go shoot the different ammo, the different rounds and see what feels good. Absolutely. I mean, they, if you, if we all went out to the range with boxes of ammo and shot them all into ballistic gelatin, they're all going to do damn near the same thing. It's just a matter of what you're able to control, what you're comfortable with. And, uh, I mean, for most of us, I mean, hell, I've got a safe full of guns sitting behind me. I'm an Arizona cop, so by virtue of that, I've got a bunch of forty fives. Uh, you know, I shoot nine more than anything else because that's what manufacturers send me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, you just take keep it in perspective. Uh, it's a handgun, and they're all pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. And what it, what it boils down to, uh, you know, and this is another thing that we, we preach on this show is training. You know, if you don't know how to use your gun and you don't know how to use your firearm in certain situations, it's not going to do you much good. So you need to get training, 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 training. 
Amen. And, Ky- and Kyber is one of the companies that you can go to. Now, do you guys do any handgun training, any personal defense oh. type stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because and and that's really what I we really push. We do everything, but but honestly, the pistol is always the the, the weapon you always have. Uh, you know, whether everybody wants to shoot a rifle, but the fact is, you got to deploy the rifles with a purpose. You've got to go get it and bring it into the fight. Most of us have always got the handgun with us. So the one that's going to be there, the one that you're going to use 99% of the time is always going to be that handgun. And it's really the one that most people have the, the, the biggest shortcomings with. Yeah. Yeah. SDI's 32 semester credit hour certificate program in gunsmithing and 60 credit hour associate of science and firearms technology degree program can work hand in hand and are the most complete training programs of their kind. SDI strives to give you the best quantity and quality of professional gunsmithing information and tools. These programs are perfect for students interested in careers in the firearms industry or for those who are interested in owning their own gunsmithing business. Our programs are delivered via distance learning, which allows our students to maintain full-time jobs, families, military service, and more while working towards their degree or certificate. The Sonoran Desert Institute mission is adding value to our students' lives by providing innovative, relevant, and applicable workplace-driven education through distance-delivered instructions. Visit them at sdi.edu. Well, all right. Good fact to fight the myth. Um, we can never get enough of that, um, definitely, you know, the, the misconceptions of the rounds. Now, what's funny is I've got several friends that, you know, I'm a 40 guy. I like the 40. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, just what I prefer. And I catch so much over that from everybody. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, I can I can put you down just as easily with a 40 as I can with a 45, a 9, or, you know, whatever it is. That's uh, a fact. It's just what I cut my teeth on. You know, my first gun was a Glock 22. Yep. And that's just, that's just kind of what I cut my teeth on, and it's just I'm, I'm partial to it. Yep. You know, for, it, for no it was, other reason, you know. Yeah, the only shortcoming that it's really ever had is design-wise, because it's at the apex of pressures, is that it beats guns up or it can beat certain guns up and manufacturers i don't think were ready for that when they started pushing it yeah. but uh everything's fine now and like you uh, said science the technology has caught up and you know, yeah pretty much everything's on a level playing field pretty much yeah unless you're shooting a 50 <laughs> yeah well you know you get, you get a 50 bmg it's a whole nother story wes Thank you so much for taking the time and being on the show today. I know we ran into a few scheduling issues, but finally got you on and uh, appreciate you being on, buddy. No, I appreciate you having me. It's, it's been fun. All right, guys. So we've come to the end of another episode of Talking Lead and uh, West Doss, Kyber Interactive Associates. Go check them out at kybertraining.com. That's it. Okay. And then they're on Facebook. So just Google uh, Kyber Training, Kyber Interactive Associates, and they'll come up all over the place. Uh, Wes, again, thanks so much for being on. Look forward to doing more with you in the future in Kyber. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And keep your firearms closer. <laughs>